Great greetings, Goddess Guru. Welcome to the Rich Goddess Spiritpreneur Accelerator Series, where I will be featuring podcasts. Oh, no, start again. Great greetings, Goddess Guru. You're on with Abiola Abrams, and welcome to the Rich Goddess Spiritpreneur Accelerator Series, where I will be featuring on the podcast master gurus who are also teachers in my Rich Goddess Spiritpreneur Accelerator Program. That is an eight-week spiritual business course for coaches, healers, and creative gurus to help you to start to grow or, or save or even just begin your mission and your business and help you to build a tribe and call in all of your abundance, your money, fast. <laughs> so if you want to stay in the loop for this program, just go to my free, free, free spiritual business success camp where free lessons are uploaded often and you'll receive info if you're ready to go to the next level on how to join the Goddess Spiritpreneur Accelerator. In that program, today's guest Tia Marie Johnson will be revealing her exact formula for creating sales and info pages that magnetize your soulmate clients to your programs, products, and services. But today on the podcast, we are going to be going deep with Miss Tia on a different topic that stems from her last book. So let me tell you a little bit about this goddess. Tia, my friend, my girl, my people, received her bachelor's degree in business administration from LaSalle University. She is an attuned Reiki practitioner, a gateway dreaming practitioner, a hibiscus moon certified crystal healer, and an angel therapy practitioner, and she's also a podcaster. Tia is an international speaker and a two-time self-published author. Her first book, To Be Goddess, Every Woman is a Goddess, Discover Your Domain in Which You Reign Supreme. Actually, we had she had her New York premiere, and we had it together um, with an event in New York City. And then her second book, How to Get to the Point in Your Life, A Path of Revelations and Revival. I'm honored to be a part of that book. And let me just tell you also that Tia is a Huffington Post blog contributor, and she's spoken at the Mind, Body, Spirit Expo, the Women's and Diva Girls Conferences, Perry Cruz, and actually she just was the orchestrator of a creative preneur cruise that I was a speaker on. We we went to the Key West and we went to the Bahamas together, and it was amazing. And this goddess has also been blessed to have many of her metaphysical stories included in several books by, you know, the amazing Doreen Virtue, and she's been in newspapers and radio, and she's just all around rocking goddess. Hey, Tia. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I am great. How are you? Great, great, great. Thanks for reading my bio. I'm honored to be here. I'm super excited. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and my Rich Goddess Spiritpreneur Accelerator program. We had an amazing time um, on the cruise. So I want, let's start off with that. Tell people a little bit about the cruise experience, the Creativepreneur Summit, and all of that stuff, because that was magnificent. 
Thanks. Yeah. So I worked with uh, Candy Casey Dizvalkana, and she's from Chicago. We met uh, via Periscope of all places. And uh, yeah, so we were on a cruise uh, before the one that we were just on, and we loved it so much. Uh, speaking on that previous crew that we decided to co-host our own. And, yeah, so we got a group of amazing speakers together, and, you know, it, we were just able to take people to Key West, the Bahamas, and learn so much about, you know, that beautiful island and, you know, just help people with their spirituality and entrepreneurship in many forms. And, you know, meeting people, some were from Philly, some were from Chicago. So it was just a great experience, and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, it was such a positive experience. And I just want to just share with our audience that something that T and I both had in common with the cruise is that, you know, initially when she invited me, I was nervous because I had a total fear of being on a cruise, like I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy about water and just being out there in the ocean. And if something <laughs> happens, where are we going to go? I can't swim. <laughs> but this year for me was about, you know, facing, you know, my fears. And if I am teaching other people to stop playing small, to step into their power, step into their greatness, then I have to do so myself. And so I went on the cruise and it was a really, really positive experience. So thank you for that, Tia. Thank you. You were wonderful. <laughs> oh, thank you, Goddess. Thank you. Now, let's get into your spiritual work. Because as I said, you're an attuned Reiki practitioner and also a gateway dreaming practitioner. You are certified as a crystal healer and an angel therapy practitioner. And so at what age did you know that you were that you had spiritual gifts that you wanted to go deeper with? Yeah, I, I can't pinpoint the exact age because I remember being a kid, I would see things or have dreams that would later come true. So I would say if I were to take a, a, a guesstimate, as some people say, estimate a guess, I would say probably around eight or nine years old is when I first started seeing, uh, you know, what I learned later on in life to be angels and uh, premonition dreams, but it wasn't until my, uh, mid, or, yeah, my mid twenties where I started to dive deeper into spirituality because my grandparents had passed away. My grandmother had passed away from, uh, stage four cancer and my pop up had died of a broken heart. So I really decided to look inward, you know, and it's interesting because we, you know, and almost by default, we're so focused on the outerly things. So how can I do this to get there instead of working inner first and then outer? So, yeah, around my uh, mid-20s, I started diving deeper into that. And, and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely want to get deeper into that. But first, I wanted to point out, um, it's very interesting with our grandparents. Also, there's a parallel. My grandmother died first. Um, she died when I was in college. And then almost a year to the day, my grandfather died for no reason, except for, as we say, a broken heart. No reason. Like he just died. Mm -hmm. um, and so the yeah. power of, you know, the power of the heart, the power of the spirit is much stronger than we imagine it to be. Now, were people in your family supportive or did they know that you were seeing things and having these experiences as a child or was it something you kept to yourself? 
Well, my grandmother knew. She had a lot of lotto books, those pamphlets that you pick up from the stand, and mm-hmm. uh, and numerology books. They were like pamphlets, too. And I, I don't know if anyone on the West Coast sees them, but people on the East Coast, I guess in New York mm-hmm. and uh, Philly in particular, we have these newsstands where you can get your magazines, your um, your crackers, you know, small things like that. And that's when <laughs> yeah. you sold these, these dream, dream books. Yeah, you know, you, you buy a little lotto ticket from there. <laughs> so mm-hmm, she would mm-hmm. go to these stands and buy loads of pamphlets. And so because she was studying uh, the meaning of dreams, dream symbols, and numerology, I was telling her about my dreams. So she knew that first and, and foremost. And a quick side note, she would cross-reference dream symbols and uh, the numbers associated with them and play them on the lottery. She was actually pretty <laughs> good at it. So wow. from there, um, yeah, it, it was really interesting to watch. So, But it wasn't until much, much later in life where I told my mom about it and, you know, a lot of things came out of the spiritual closet, so to speak. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's beautiful that you had – you know, your grandmother and your mom being receptive because I've, t- I've spoken to a lot of people who, you know, felt like, okay, well, they were not able to come out of the spiritual closet because their family members were like, oh, don't talk about that or, you know, you're not seeing anything or, you know, just kind of dismissive, you know. So I think that that's beautiful that you had that experience and, you know, then we're able to go on and do all of, you know, the beautiful work that you do both personally and professionally. You know, like having that, like a base, a strong base of support and of love. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy because, uh, you know, you look crazy. <laughs> you sound crazy. Mm-hmm. If when you start telling people like, oh, did you see that license plate? It was 111 on there. I saw 777 or, you know, mm-hmm. I, I saw a feather on the ground. I know what that means. Just simple things mm-hmm. like that or you just start to know things and you can't explain it. You don't have any evidence to prove it. But then a week, year, or even uh, you sometimes it's just months later, it, the truth comes out and you're just like, yeah, I knew that from from Jump Street. And, you know, you just look crazy. So it's not easy <laughs> to come out and say that. So uh, for, for those people out there who are, who are just like, you know, my family don't understand, you know, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> don't, don't tell them everything. Right. Just kind of let it out in increments. Right. And that's why it's important, you know, to be around your tribe, to be around other people who are like you. Because, you know, like when I was hanging with you, we're in the Bahamas or whatever. And you're like, oh, you know, oh, a feather. Like we both like, no, OK, that's what that means. Like, it's not like, why is he saying that? Or what's wrong with her? Or, you know what I mean? It's like, you're like, oh, OK, you got your rose quartz crystal ball. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and so it's beautiful to be in the energy of like minded people. That's why, you know, events like, you know, going to the Creativepreneur Summit or, you know, hopefully our event that we're going to be doing together next year, you know, or, you know, um, like, yeah, like my last retreat in Bali, like, it's just good to be in the energy of like-minded people. And that's also the power of social media. Like, you don't have to just be in your bubble alone with your friends or family who don't get you, you know, like you can reach out of that and then have people who are in alignment with you that are going to help you to go further, you know, have you found that to be the case? Oh, absolutely. One thing I tell people often is that Facebook private groups are the new pen pals. And I used to love yes. having a pen pal when I was a kid. 
you know, so it, it, it's, 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 makes it so easy now, <laughs> you know, like for that person who's in some small city USA or, you know, small, you know, town and, you know, wherever in, in the world, you can use the power of social media for good. You know, find these private Facebook groups, they're proud of them. And I have an experience one private spiritual Facebook group where someone snapshotted, you know, a, a saying, whatever that comment was, and put it in the public. The, the groups are pretty good with respecting people's space, thoughts, and feelings. Yes, absolutely. 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 I know that like, um, and if anyone's listening, you want to come hang out in my Facebook group, um, my Facebook goddess circle, just go to imanifestmagic.com, imanifestmagic.com, and we'll see you in there. But like you said, it's a sacred place. It's sacred ground. And, you know, even when like someone in the group will ask me a question, if it's something that I think can benefit the greater group, then I may make a video or an audio about it, but I don't use their name or identifying, you know, factors because we're a community we're a sisterhood you know and we're in it together and that's the kind of thing that can help you to heal and to move forward and just like any community you know we go through stuff so you know I wanted to talk a little bit about grief because I know that a lot of you know your work was inspired by losing your beloved grandparents and right now I know that you know in my family for example like my mom just lost her great aunt um her aunt, my great aunt, and, you know, there's a woman in my, one of my groups, an amazing woman, amazing, spiritually gifted, incredible woman who just lost her baby, you know, and so just like any community, like we rally around in love and support, and we're not there just during the good times, but during the challenging times as well. So let's talk about healing grief and losing both of your grandparents who you were so close to, raise you basically you know along with your mom you know um in such a short period of time please tell us about that Tia. yeah uh one thing i learned is that uh <clears throat> we have to deal with life cycles no one wants to talk about it and rightfully so whoever wants to think about a time where you know so-and-so isn't going to be there so <clears throat> i i totally had to understand that Life cycles take effect, and it's not just about you breaking up with your boyfriend or you graduating from school. It's about death also. So number one is that, again, I had to understand that there are life cycles. It's inevitable. Two is that I had to understand that it was time for me to really live my life. I was a, the, the person who was all about academics. You know, you couldn't tell me anything. If I got a B, that wasn't good enough. You know, even though I, you're not going to be good in everything. So I had to uh, start living for myself. And that's what happens sometimes when we are in love, whether it's platonic love or romantic love, we lose ourselves in the process and we start to live for that person almost 100%, which, excuse me, which results in us losing our identity. So I had to regain my identity. And, and then I had to go on a, a healing journey. And that took two years, which is ironic because, Studies have shown that it takes at least two years to heal from grief when someone died. So you had to go through the process, processes, and, and I did that too. The, the bargaining, the, you know, if I go back to sleep and wake up, you know, this nightmare will be over, that denial process. So I really had to go through all these steps, even though I didn't know what they were called, and I had to give myself time. 
you know, and it's not about fighting for, uh, I don't want to say the right to live, but it's about fighting for your path after that, you know, your rebirth, because that's what happened. The PCU was gone. So it's all about giving yourself time to heal and to understand that you're going to have triggers. There's going to be a phone that you hear. There's going to be a place that you go to. They're going to bring back some memory, but you can't stay in that space forever. You do have to eventually move on. And I don't even like that phrase sometimes, but you do eventually have to heal, understand you're going to have those triggers, but that's when you have to continue to live your life. Mm, Yeah. I think that that is, you know, thank you for pointing that out. I was, just last week speaking in London at the College of Psychic Studies and so I was talking to I was talking about that what you just said about life cycles you know that no matter what you know everything for everything good bad whatever this too shall pass you know and mm-hmm. grief is you know I say all the time like grief is patient grief will wait you can't ignore grief you can't pretend that it's not there and I'm talking about you know not only you know physical loss like someone transitioning like a death but there's also grief when a relationship ends or friendship ends there's grief when you know if you lose your job or you know those kinds of things that as you said you know it shifts your identity you lose your identity. I think that's a big part of it, you know, that our identities are wrapped up in, you know, the people that we love and the things that we love. And so it's like, okay, well, who am I without this person, you know? So what were some parts of your personal healing journey over those two years? Yeah, so some of the parts <clears throat> included me understanding who I, I, I was and who I'm going to be. So that involved a lot of reading, which was good because I love to read. <laughs> so that mm-hmm, was good. Mm-hmm. But I really had to um I, I had to understand who Tia is to the core. And I'm still unlocking things about Tia to the core. So it, it one major part is really just reading, being open minded and I started learning about even more religion when I was in high school. So I went to an all-girls Catholic uh, school, high school, and in uh, our senior year, we studied theology, we studied different religions. But when, um, when I was on my healing path, I was able to go deeper. So I had an open mind, and I was able to figure out which religion or uh, way of life worked for me, what were my true likes and dislikes and, you know, how I really wanted to live my life. And as I was saying earlier, I was in my 20s, so I was still, you know, hanging out with the girls and doing different things. But while I was doing that, I was also figuring out who's Tia. And sometimes people think, oh, you know, in my 20s, I'm going to party. In my 30s, I'll focus on myself and my career. In my 40s, I worry about retirement. But you can do everything at the same time. So I really had to learn that, you know, while I'm doing all these things, I can still focus on Tia. So that was a major part is reading to understand myself and and just taking a lot of knowledge and seeing how it really applies to my life. So it was a lot of unlearning and relearning (laughs) that happened. And and also it uh, it helped me to to really uh, put in perspective but I would like to see my life going forward. So, and and that's something, especially as entrepreneurs, we had to really hold sacred because people will constantly tell us what is right, what is wrong, what we shouldn't do, what we should do, 
how long that's going to take. So it, it really helped me to develop the vision of what I want and to hold on to that. And that's what really helped me out of my process of uh, grieving into healing and living the life I want to live. <clears throat> I think that that's that's really helpful, um, you know, because people don't know what to do. They don't know, you know, what 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 it is that they should be doing, because sometimes, you know, like you said, it's confusing. You've lost your identity. You've lost that person. People also judge how long it takes other people to move on, you know, which is infuriating. You know, I remember I was talking about one of my cousins had lost his mom and I was talking about how he's really going through it. And, you know, someone else who was in my life at the time said, wow, still? And I was like, what do you mean still? Like, that is his mother. Like, how dare you? Like, you have no right to judge anybody else's process or how long it takes mm -hmm. for them to heal. And grief also comes in cycles. You know, you can think that you're over yeah. something and it's still, you know, it'll come up. Something right, will come absolutely. up and bring you right back into that energy, right back into that energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why I was saying I don't like to say move on, but I do want people to know that, you know, there is life after that. You know, like you can still live your life, but yeah, there will most definitely be triggers. Most definitely. But keep in mind that that's also a note from heaven. Whenever a song that's, uh, that plays yeah. that's, uh, me and my pop pop song, I know that's a sign from heaven, you know, so. It, it take that into consideration too. So yeah, we, we're going to you know holidays. You're going to think like, oh man, they made they used to make this banging sweet potato pie or something like that, you know. So yeah, it, we're going to have those triggers, and the people around us need to understand that we have those those moments, and it might last thirty minutes. And if it lasts a couple of days, you know, there there's always professional help out there, you know. But yeah, it, and it's a shame because people don't want to talk about it because they get judged, especially if they are used to being strong for so long but yeah i mean you know always give yourself time but know that you can still live your life beautiful beautiful and i also just want to just share a ritual from my culture from guyanese culture that may be helpful for people that we do like with like the holidays at the time of this recording and the holidays in the united states are coming up thanksgiving um and so one of the things we do is we set an extra plate for that person or people or just one plate that's like you know the plate for like the people who moved on and we acknowledge them you know we say that you know they want to be acknowledged during the holidays or their birthday or whatever and just be like you know hey just thinking of you you know sending love include them in your prayers you know because they're still they're still with us you know and i love that you said letters from heaven like when you hear their song or even when you see you know like i know with my aunt sylvie you know, her birthday was September 14th. So whenever, like, my sister or I, we notice, like, it's 914. We're like, 914. Hey, Aunt Sylvie. You know, like, it's like, you know, <laughs> just giving them that love, just giving them that love. So share with us, because I know that you have metaphysical stories that were included in several Doreen Virtue books. Is there one of those stories that you can share with us? Because I think that that would be really helpful for people because they hear, okay, well, she's a Reiki practitioner. She's a dreaming practitioner. You know, she's a crystal killer or angel practitioner. Like, they don't really know what that, that may mean, you know. So I think that it's helpful to have it in a story context. So it's like, okay, you know, um, I know more about who this person is and is that for me? Is that path for me? Somebody may be questioning, well, should I get my crystal healing certification, et cetera? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And one one story I love to tell is about the vision I had because uh, you know it, what I tell people is that there are loads of clairvoyant people who can clearly see, and we have benefited from them. For example, Steve Jobs with his vision, mm-hmm. Henry Ford with his vision. You know, so yeah, these people are clairvoyant. They they clearly see. It doesn't have to be a future event. They can just clearly see a situation. And, you know, and, and take it from there. So the example I, oh, and also because people ask me, are you comfortable with that? You know, so the example I love to give is when I was a child, and I want to say maybe I was eight, nine years old, something like that. And um, I was in my grandmother's bed, and I woke up and I saw this figure standing beside me. So I was close to the edge of the bed, and he was standing, not facing me, but I saw like the side of him. And I couldn't see his face, but it was a tall guy. His hands were brown. He had on a uh, um, a cloak, or something like a cloak, a robe that was dark emerald green. So it was like different colors of green, um, and then, and it had like gold stripes going down. So very uh, majestic, very like royal like. And his hands were in prayer formation. And I didn't know what this was called at the time, but he was holding a rosary I later discovered. So mm. I didn't start uh, Catholic school until the fifth grade. So, uh, yeah, so he had, it was a rosary of bees and a cross. So I saw that hanging down there. But when I looked up, there was a mist around his neck and his face. So I couldn't see his face. And I didn't feel scared. I, just, I was just thinking to myself, oh, there's a guy here. I know who he is. So I just backed up further in the bed. <laughs> you know, and nothing yeah. happened. He just stood there. As, right, it's just like okay, I don't know you, but I don't feel afraid. So okay, but I'm still going to back up just in case. I don't know. <laughs> so just I just in case. my eyes <laughs> back in the bed, and I went to sleep. And when I learned years later that that is Archangel Raphael, who uh, he is the chief angel for healing. So he's the angel for the doctors, the, um, the EMTs, you know, the first responders, and so. You know, don't be surprised when you see a lot of green, you know, when you're going to the hospital or something like that. Um, yeah, so that's what I learned. that He was really just praying over me because I, you know, 10 years later, you know, whatever years later, I ended up becoming a healer. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite stories I, I love to share. And I still remember that as, as clear as day. And the reason why I love sharing that is because that happened before I did any studies, zero studies. So yeah, my mind yeah. was not influenced in any way, shape, or form. That's just one of many experiences I had before I cracked open a book about any angels, <laughs> okay, or rosary, knowledge, anything. That's such a beautiful story, and I love you sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. I believe that, you know, very strongly that children have, uh, children are very, you know, very, the, the, the veil between, you know, childhood and the spirit world is a lot thinner than it is for us when we have our cynicism and judgment that comes in, you know, and a child in my family very recently said, you know, when she's going to sleep, you know, she, the, they close the door, you know, she's scared because they close the door and she said, and they come in. And she didn't get to explain that because then, you know, an older family member jumped in and said, no, don't worry, no, nothing's going to hurt you, but we want to know well, what the you see what comes you know so we're going to talk to her about it in a way that she feels safe to be able to share and just let her know that all is well you know and she could say hi she could say you know <laughs> thank you or just keep it in a, a healthy and positive way but that is beautiful that is beautiful thank you yeah. thank, thank you. you so much yeah 
Yeah, that is beautiful. So I want to now, because I could talk to my girl Tia all day, and it's interesting. The the more that I get to know you, like I always like learn something else that we have in common, like like you know our grandparents. And then I didn't know, which I should have known, that you also went to single sex education. For some reason, like I always, I went to all girls school for middle school and high school, and it's interesting that we both do goddess work you know, having come through like a, the place where, you know, our voices as women were respected in a different way, you know, nothing against co-ed education, but there's a different experience, I feel, when you've mm-hmm. come through single sex education and there's not, you know, the competition to be cute in front of a boy or whatever, and you feel comfortable speaking your mind. Has that been your experience? Was that your experience as well? Oh, absolutely. My high school, so when I was in um, grade school and middle school, I didn't have any problems hanging out with the boys. Uh, <clears throat> I actually had more male friends in middle school than I did girlfriends. In high school, it was a completely different experience. And, I mean, I had a wonderful time in high school. I mean, some girls wore the messy buns before it became a trend. You know, so we had <laughs> yeah. a big sister, little sister program. So if you were a junior, yeah. you would find a freshman. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So the whole freshman roster would be posted outside of um, the main office, and a junior would come up and pick a little sister. And yeah, I mean, so I had I had a wonderful time at my high school. Yeah, great, great memories. And yeah, definitely, girls get a chance to be girls, you know, and without worrying about you know, oh, cute boy Josh is there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it could be a little distracting, but our our our, um, our brother's school was uh, not not far. So, yeah, <laughs> but it, it is different when when you. Yeah, yeah, but it, it is it is very different when they're in the actual school, and it's funny because I always thought I was going to have that you know high school TV experience where I meet the cute guy and I'm the academic smart girl, but I'm different and he's a little bit of a bad boy. It never happened. You you were looking for like, okay, yeah. Brandon. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. He's like the, the bad boy trying to find his way. Yeah, that didn't happen in high school because there were no boys in the school. <laughs> nope, me neither. Me neither. So I, yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. You just let me just shout out my little sister um, from high school. Uh, she opened a restaurant in Harlem called Lolo Seafood Shack. So, Tia, the next time you're in New York, we gotta go there definitely and support my girl and her Lolo Seafood Shack because those friendships are for life. The sisterhood is for life. That's awesome. So, Yes, yeah. So this was amazing. Now, if you're wanting more with Goddess Tia, of course, you can pick up either of her books, To Be Goddess, which is an incredible book, and the also amazing How to Get to the Point in Your Life, A Path of Revelations and Revivals. And in a second, Tia is going to tell you where to find her throughout social media, etc. But if you really, really want to get into how Tia is able to put herself out there, um, build a brand, get successful, um, how she specifically builds um, sales pages that convert and magnetize her ideal tribe, then you're going to want to be a part of the Rich Goddess Spiritpreneur Accelerator. So you can get started by taking my free course at my free spiritual business success camp at unblockmybusiness.com. 
unblockmybusiness.com that's updated all the time with new free lessons plus for those who are wanting to go deep and really make a shift really want to make shift happen then you can join the rich goddess spiritpreneur accelerator but miss tia marie johnson tell everybody where to find you and your work yes so they can visit me on my website which is tia marie johnson.com and i have several uh, spiritual freebies for you there. I'm on Instagram at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. And on Facebook, I am at um, facebook.com forward slash Tia Johnson spiritual mentor. Yay. (laughs) Well, this has been awesome, Tia. So Tia and I are going to go now and have the business convo for the lesson for the Rich Goddess Spiritpreneur Accelerator. So thank you for listening today. Be seen, be heard, be a movement, and I will see you in the next conversation. Namaste.